1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
5: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, January 20th. NFL weekend approaching. Got a lot of good comments from you guys about the interview with Mike Jones. Um, Not as combative as you'd hoped. It's funny. The the guys who hit me are like, yeah, I thought you were really going to get into it with him. And I'm like, I'm not out here to get in arguments. I'm not trying to, like, you know get in these pissing contests on podcasts i know some guys are out there doing that try to get their name out there you get in headlines automatically that's good for the brand it's like that's just never been my style i'm not going to change who i am i do know a lot of people who want that and listen i will greatly get involved in conversations with people and i can back up any point that i make i come prepared like the boy scouts motto is even though i was never a boy scout um but yeah, we a good discussion. Uh, we disagree on some things. And uh, I think you guys are going to disagree with my um, opening little monologue here. Uh, but first, I'll tell you, we have our first third-time guest on the podcast. His name is David Baker. Uh, he won the Super Contest last year and finished second in Circa. And this year he finished top seventy five in both. Uh, I did not finish top seventy five in both this year. I've I've done well. I listen. I finished. I think it was seven games above, maybe eight games above five hundred. Profitable if you bet it every week. If you bet my picks every week, again, the lines are frozen. So, um, but it's not cashing. You know, and that's frustrating because it's uh, I think a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks to enter. And um, you obviously want the win and the jackpot, but um, Baker's good. So we break down all four games. We are on opposite sides of one, which has me really, really disheartened. Um, I'm curious as to where you guys come out. Well, listen, I haven't made the official best bets. Those always come Friday. I, I I feel like I'm decided. I'm pot committed on three of them. There's one that I'm still waiting on. And um, it's obviously 49ers Packers. Jimmy G did get to practice Wednesday It doesn't sound—I mean, they're admitting he's not going to be close to 100%. I don't know why they're doing that. Is this like some big setup? It feels very strange. Uh, But that's a game I still have uh, no official action on outside of just a small number grab uh, of Packers at 6 in case Jimmy G's—it's not good and he can't go. Um, Anyways, um, I just want to open with this. So Jim Harbaugh and Michigan appear headed for a a bit of a divorce. And I'm talking to one of my, one of the guys I talk to pretty regularly who has good intel. And it sounds like this is kind of how it's shaken out for Jim Harbaugh. So he struggled, obviously, at Michigan to meet expectations, never beat Ohio State, couldn't beat Michigan State. It just wasn't going well. So he has to take a pay cut this time last year to stay at Michigan. He takes the pay cut. A bit of a public humiliation for Harbaugh. That's a proud dude. I mean, he's won pretty much everywhere. He won at Michigan. He just couldn't beat Ohio State. He couldn't get to the playoff. What happens? Jim Harbaugh crushes Ohio State. Biggest win Michigan's had this century. Gets that monkey off his back. And goes to the college football playoff. It doesn't matter that they lost to the eventual national champion. They made the playoff and they beat Ohio State. That's huge for Harbaugh. Massive. While he's in the midst of doing that, Brian Kelly goes from Notre Dame to LSU and gets all of the money. And at the same time, Michigan State overpays Mel Tucker to stay at Michigan State so he didn't go, allegedly, to LSU. And it's like, has Mel Tucker made the college football playoff? Uh, how many wins in the playoff does Brian Kelly have? Uh, these are good. Brian Kelly's obviously a real good coach. Brian uh, Mel Tucker's only up and up, but it, Harbaugh clearly saw that and is like, mm, okay, well, I need to get. I, I got to get my money back, right? I, I took a pay cut. I beat Ohio State. I got to the playoff, and then the NFL openings start happening. Raiders make the playoffs, but they're not keeping the interim coach. Mayock out at GM whole new regime Chicago Bears opening we knew that was coming pretty much we knew it was coming and it's one of the jobs obviously Harbaugh would be interested in but it sounds like and Bruce Feldman who's been on here I work with him at Fox good dude he's saying that it um Harbaugh could be persuaded to return to the NFL as head coach and that uh what are his exact words there's a growing belief inside the Michigan program Harbaugh would accept an offer to become the next head coach of the Raiders. I mean, I don't. You never want to go overboard, but it sounds like they really like the running back um, uh, coach there. He used to be the former running back uh, at Michigan. I can't believe I'm space a uh, Hart and Gattis. Of course, the OC had a pretty awesome season, um, especially in that Big Ten title game against Iowa. Uh, it was good against Ohio State. Like, they've got some guys in the waiting. Now, do they go outside? Remember, the president just got canned. I don't know if you're following this. The president of Michigan just got shit canned for like um, making moves on someone, uh, a subordinate via email. Like, I mean, listen, man. <laughs> if you read his the emails that are very public, a Michigan public <laughs> university, like, dude, what are you doing? He, they fired him. So, obviously, there's a lot of turmoil there. Does he want to wait that out? Does he want to deal with these boosters and recruiting? Obviously, he's on the recruiting trail. Or does he want to go to the Raiders, who are getting a new GM? And remember, the Raiders were moving from Oakland to Vegas, and they needed a splashy name. And they got John Gruden. Chucky. They love him on Monday Night Football, or they like him, I guess. Or liked him. He had the Gruden camp or whatever it was, and... um. He won a Super Bowl, and I know it was with somebody else's guys, but people generally thought he was a big name. He was the face of the franchise. They don't have that now. And this is a franchise that's kind of embattled, given the rug situation, a couple other arrests, and just overall, it's been a nightmare for the Raiders. Is Derek Carr the face of the franchise? Like, Derek Carr, good guy, solid quarterback. He don't know if he want to stay. And Jim Harbaugh would come in, big name, media loves him, lots of media attention. You obviously need that with a franchise in a, um, in, in, a in a city that's kind of new. Um, Vegas, I mean, you know, they were pretty good this year, right? They exceeded expectations. They made the playoffs. They're in a tough division. I mean, I think that's a pretty decent setup if Harbaugh wants to go in now. I mean, it's funny. As soon as my contact told me this, I texted Rob G. This was before Feldman's thing came out. And I was like, Rob, it sounds like Harbaugh in Michigan. And he was like, ooh, okay. And I texted another guy, and that's the person who was like, well, actually, Michigan likes the running back coach, so there's a chance that he slides in if it's not the OC. You know, this is a weird time in college football. Urban Meyer goes to the NFL, didn't work out. Ohio State's being coached by Ryan Day. Okay, Uh, Notre Dame coach leaves for LSU. The new Notre Dame coach is like a 33-year-old former player. Maybe he's like 37. It it just feels like a big time of turnover. Of course, Nick Saban's still there. Um, Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma. It's just one of those weird years. I would take it a step further. I don't think Harbaugh is going back to Michigan. I think Jim Harbaugh will be at one of the NFL jobs. I think he wants the Raiders because I think he can coax the owner, Davis, into saying, hey man, you guys lost Gruden. You need a big name. You need a face. I'm your guy. Give me a 10-year deal. Harbaugh, I believe, is like 58, 59 years old. I, that guy's a grinder. We know he burns hot and fast, and those guys burn out quickly. He had a short shelf life. Remember, it was Stanford for a few years. See ya. It was 49ers for a few years. See ya. I mean, that's kind of what he does. He runs hot and hard. Oh, that, that, don't, don't take that the wrong way. But that's like his style. He's fiery. Eventually, you kind of burn out. And I wonder if he says, you know what? Let me just take this Raiders job. The restore, the roar in with the Raiders brand. You know, we, we just lost John Madden. The, the Raiders are in turmoil. They did make the playoffs. There's some there's some pieces there. Crosby, you know, he's an all-pro. Hunter, third, and Renfro. Darren Waller, healthy. I think if, if Harbaugh can convince Carr to stay, you've got something. If not a uh, bleak quarterback class, you don't want to fully step back, but it's a tough division. I think Harbaugh and the Raiders make sense. Now, I I don't know how comfortable he would be. I know Bears fans are desperate for him. I don't know if he would feel as comfortable um, going to Chicago. Like, they're not giving him a 10-year deal. That's just a different ownership situation there. Um, how does he feel about Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback? Um, who really crushed him a couple years ago. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I, again, it's January twentieth. I will, uh, I put it in pen for now that Harbaugh is done at Michigan. Uh, again, these things are fluid. We know that, but it, it, the way the winds are blowing right now, I, I, I think it's over for him there. All right. Without further ado, let's get to today's guest, the one and only poker legend, NFL gambling fiend, David Baker.
0: You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports.
1: I know what sports fans want.
0: But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy
1: who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy.
5: Let's welcome in our first guest who is now on the pod for the third time. You know, we've been going here for about, I don't know, a year and six months, a year and five months. And the first time we're bringing back a, th- a guest for the third time is because he's good. And the people like to hear from gamblers. David Baker, uh, who is joining us from lovely
6: Cabo right now. How are you, man? I'm honored. Just met like a year ago about this time, I think was the first time. So um, after won the Super Contest last year. So, yeah, in a year, uh, three times. Thanks for having me.
5: Put that on your list, right? So you win poker tournaments, you win the Super Contest. Oh, yeah, and I went on straight fire three times. Three times. First one. First one.
6: (laughs) Uh, So
5: first of all, we'll get started. We'll talk, obviously, NFL um, I am curious, how did you end up in Circa in the Super Contest uh, this year?
6: We finished 25th in Super Contest out of about 2,000 people. So um, not bad. We were in the top, I think we were third with two weeks ago. We made a cal- we made a calculated effort. I mean, we made a calculated gamble. Um, we decided to fade a couple of games that uh, we knew would be real popular because of COVID news because uh we were a couple points out of first and really we we wanted to to go all in to try to win first i mean we could have played it safe and probably guaranteed the top 10 finish yeah. um but we just we wanted to go for it so we wanted to get on a couple games that uh other that weren't going to be as popular and hope maybe one of these COVID teams that uh the line adjusted um would maybe pull an upset or something and and we could make up a little ground and so um it didn't quite work out but we finished 25th and uh we kind of did the same thing in in circa we were in the top 20 uh, going in the last couple weeks and we decided to try to make a big push um you know in these contests it's it's really all about getting near the top I mean they're very top heavy and Yeah, it's cool to cash and it's cool to get the highest place possible. But if you really want to try to make the most money possible, you really need to try to take a couple unconventional lines. Um, You know, you know, when you know what the guys up top are going to do for the most part for three or four of the picks, because it's just blatantly obvious, because what happens in these contests for people who aren't familiar is they, they put out the lines on Wednesday And we've basically seen a lot of COVID news these last couple of years come out on Thursday, Friday, and the picks aren't due till mid to late day on Saturday. So you kind of have to make a calculated gamble. I mean, because a lot of these lines, they come out and then, then, you know, the receiver room has COVID or, you know, like the Denver Broncos versus the Chargers, they had like 16 guys on the COVID list. Um, So you just have to make a calculated decision. Are you going to take these, these, kind of free spaces where you know they're pretty easy to cover um but you know when you're trailing and you want to make up ground you're not going to do that if you pick the same fixes as the guys up top so we made a calculated effort to try to fade some of those spots uh it didn't quite work out but we're happy with um the decisions we made and um you know heck we we finished just on the bubble in circa i think we finished 64th the paid 50 but that's out of four thousand people, and we finished twenty fifth in Super Contest out of two thousand, and that paid that paid more. So we did get we did cash in that
0: one. Nicely done. So, uh,
5: back to yeah. back years, that's good. Uh, it's funny you keep you mentioned COVID a bunch, and yes, it was huge down the stretch. It's interesting here. Wildcard weekend, I didn't hear anything about COVID. Uh, divisional round weekend, I didn't hear anything about. COVID. I hope they're not testing. Uh, frankly, it seems like uh, by all accounts, other than Jimmy G's injury. And maybe, I guess you could say a little bit, the Bengals. uh, Obviously, well, Leonard Fournette as well. But that's more injury than COVID. Um, How are you approaching this weekend's games, um, David?
6: Well, I mean, yeah, I I think COVID's basically done. I mean, we – obviously, it's not done in the world. um, But as far as the NFL goes, it's it's done. And you basically – You know, I mean, we knew that it was over because cases are spiking all over the country, but yet uh, the NFL, all of a sudden, nobody's going into the, you know, um, into the COVID protocols. Um, I mean, the Bills won on, what was it, Saturday night? And then uh, Stefan Diggs is is taking pictures with fans in Dallas before the game to watch his brother, um, you know, play that game. And he's there. He has he has no mask. He's taking pictures with fans in Dallas. He's in a box in Dallas and, you know, Texas is one of the highest rates of COVID. So (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to guess that the bills um, that there's just not testing going on. If, if guy, if, if the bills are letting, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs go to Dallas and take pictures with fans without masks. So I'm just going to assume that COVID is over. Um, Obviously injuries are going to be a part of any game. So, I mean, we do have to look at the injuries um, you know, across the board, but I think we can pretty much dismiss COVID at this point from uh being a big determinant Imagine in Super these playoff Bowl games.
5: Week, Super Bowl week, they and somebody in COVID protocols like come on. Um uh so all right, let's go. Ha- First of all, have you bet any divisional round games yet? I have fired on <laughs> three actually. Uh
6: I have not. Um wow. But uh, you know, there are there are sides that I like and, and would like to fire on, but Um, I'm not really a big early, early better. Um, but I mean, I'm sure we'll get into the games. I'll give you, you know, we'll go over my thoughts. I I know you and I are going to be front and center talking about the, you know, one of the most pivotal games. I know what side you're on and I'm sure you know what side I'm on. Oh, no, I don't. Tell me you don't like the Bills. Uh, well, I mean, I do kind of like the Bills, but that isn't that isn't the one we were. Oh, that isn't no. the one I was talking about. I'm oh, talking don't about tell Rams, you're on Don't tell me you're on the Bucs. Don't tell me you're on the Bucks. Come on, we've uh, we've gone back and forth about about this Rams team and Stafford and and everything over the uh, over the Twitter airwaves. So, I mean, yeah. I know I've I, I read your tweets, yeah, you know, religiously. I know you're a Stafford guy through and through, and oh, no. um, you, I'm not so you're... much a Stafford guy, oh, so. I know. I I absolutely love the Bucks this week, oh, and uh, I mean I know that you like Stafford, but yeah, um, I I'm I've I'm just gonna I'm just gonna believe what I've seen all season and not believe what uh, you know happened this Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think or Monday, I guess. Yeah, I do. I do not trust Stafford. I mean, I've seen him. I've seen him make too many silly interceptions that turn into six. And this is a ball hawking Mm -hmm. secondary for the bucks. This is a line, one of the best, if not the best defensive line in football, um, the Rams offensive line is mediocre at best. And, um, I think you're going to see a lot of pressure on Stafford and I don't trust him to not make a big mistake. And, um, you know, we've uh, – I know, you know, one of your one of your flag flagship comments um, on Twitter is, you know, the Stafford haters, the Stafford haters, the Stafford haters yeah. going after I don't, them. You,
5: would you call yourself a hater or not really?
6: I'm not a Stafford hater, and that's what I wanted to uh, okay. kind of, um, I guess, clear up. I don't really think there are really Stafford haters. I just think that when it's all said and done, you put a guy – who is a very good average to good quarterback on a team with a very good coach and a very good supporting cast. And he had a good season. I mean, I, I honestly was never in the Jared Goff hate camp. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought Jared Goff was fine. And uh, when that trade happened, I know you immediately ran out (laughs) and, and, bet everything you could on the Rams and Stafford and not everything. And I, yeah.
1: and <laughs> not everything
6: I, but I, I, I personally, I, I mean, I, I love, I, I really loved what McVay did over the last several years. I, I like the system. I like what they've done there, but I really don't see Stafford as much of an improvement over golf. Um, is he better? Probably, but he's also older. He's got a little better arm, um, but I see a lot of mistakes from Stafford and this Rams team I've continued to wager on them and they've continued to let me down all, all year long. I did have them on Monday just because I really thought that the Cardinals were, was a really nice matchup for them. Um, This was a team they knew. This is a team that's even more uh, prone to do stupid things um, than, than the Rams are. And I, I was really happy, honestly, that the Rams won that game because I knew that I'd get a shorter price. So I was going to fade whichever NFC West team won this game mm. uh, versus the Bucks, So I knew I could get a shorter price. And the Rams looked so good. I think this line was supposed to open at four, and it opened yeah. at three. It opened at three. Yeah. And... You know, I and I know the pundits are gonna spend the whole week talking about this Rams team is finally gelling at the right time. And it's they're gelling at the right time. They played the Cardinals at home. I mean, they played Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray and uh without his number one receiver with his running backs banged up. Um, yeah, that yeah, that game they played well and they also got out to a lead. So, like there was no pressure on Stafford whatsoever. So what do we know about Stafford and pressure? I mean, we didn't see any. That Monday didn't teach me anything. All I remember is watching him throw a pick six against Baltimore when I laid three against uh, them, and and their secondary was completely beaten up. And you had a Ravens team that was beaten up, was left for dead, and they was they that, escaped. Oh, yeah. They was escaped a... twenty to nineteen. But they didn't cover, <laughs> right. and they didn't cover exactly. And I know that. Um, they played hard against San Francisco the last week of the season. They got off to a seventeen nothing lead, yeah. and then they just, they just, whatever. They crapped the bed. I mean, yeah. they were not. I, that, they, I thought I'd they were very for that. poor.
5: I mean the McVeigh run, run, run to make him burn the timeouts, and then Jimmy G just goes down the field.
6: But let me ask you, okay, so I do agree on that. Uh, but 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 let me ask you, let me before you before you ask me, yeah. did, what does that tell you? Does does McVeigh fully trust Stafford to I, I, to make a third and ten throw? I mean, why didn't he throw it on that last that, drive and just great, take the ball out of his hands?
5: Great question. Bad San Fran secondary. Cooper Cup gets open all the time. I mean, they, that was a stunning concession, and then they lose it in overtime. Um, I do think. Shanahan is in McVay's head a little bit. Um, it's weird in the NFC West. Shanahan owns McVay. McVay owns Arizona, and I think McVay has had his way with Seattle. I believe in like the last five, he's won four, or five of six, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It it's weird the NFC, but I want to ask specifically about Tampa because I get the love for Brady and uh, Stafford a big spot. In the first meeting, when Tampa lost to the Rams, and again, Rams are coming. Uh, Rams are coming off. Um, no, no, that was actually what, like week three? I think it was week three, maybe? yes. Week three, okay. So the Rams pressured Brady on nine or on 26% of his dropbacks, the highest rate he's faced all season. And he didn't have a good game. Now they can pressure him. They've added Von Miller to their pass rush. And oh, by the way, you take out Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown and you replace them with, I don't know, Brashad Perriman, uh, John Brown, maybe coming up off the practice squad. And we don't know about Fournette. So I just – I think a little – some things have changed about this Rams team. I'm not doing it as much off the Monday night. Just as more as, like, the Rams are kind of ascending with Von Miller in their pass rush. And I think it's a good matchup for Brady in this offense that I don't think is particularly great, even though they look good against uh, the Eagles.
6: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just going to throw out week three. I mean, that was really early Mm -hmm. in the season. Um, We also had, you know, Gronk got injured very early in that game, I believe. Um, we know that Gronk is, is Brady security blanket. Um, well, you know, this Rams pass D is supposed to be better. It, it ranks near the bottom of the league in every metric possible. So they have names, but they don't perform. And I don't know. I just trust Brady to make, to make good decisions. I think Fournette will be back. I think he will. he's. He's going to play. I think he practiced in full today. Um, you know, Geo and 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 Vaughn. I, I think I think they have enough in the running back position. You've got still got Gronk, Evans. I mean, let's be honest. Gronk, uh, Brady has never had the elite weapons in his career, other than Moss. Well, last and, year <laughs> and last, last year, and year. last year, last year he did. Yeah. But other, he he makes. He makes weapons good. I mean, I I'm just gonna trust that Brady's gonna do it. Obviously, if Wirfs is, is out, that's a big it's concern. Huge. Yeah. But this this Bucks offensive line is graded as the best offensive line left in the playoffs, you know, when healthy. Obviously, we need to see if this offensive line is gonna be fully intact this week. My gut tells me it is. I mean. I don't know. It's these, these guys have ways of yeah. coming back. It's an ankle. It's not like, it's not like you blew a knee or anything like right. that. I mean, I, I, I think they tape that up and he I would agree. Be the good offensive to go, line's
5: good. I want to ask you that the defensive line has not played great this year. They've looked old. And as a result, uh, Bowles who loves to blitz is blitzing like 40% of the time. That's his D all he does is blitz. And if you look at Stafford, one of the best in the league against a blitz this year, 14 touchdowns, one pick, He's been pretty lights out. I think he grades out as the third best quarterback against the blitz uh, per pro per football focus. And again, if he's able to not screw up, you know, the bright lights uh, uh, of a game against Tom Brady. And I think a slight edge to the defense, especially if Worf doesn't play. Why can't the Rams win this game?
6: I mean, they definitely can win the game. I mean, every game this, this week is not going to be shocking no matter what team wins. Hmm.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
6: You won't be shocked if the Bengals win. No, I mean the Bengals look the Bengals look great. I mean, I'm a I'm I'm front and center on the Titans bandwagon. I drove it from the preseason all the (laughs) way through. So, (laughs) so I'm 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 expecting the Titans to win. But I, I really think right now we have eight, eight of the eight, maybe the eight best teams left. I mean, I think the Cowboys were there, but maybe, maybe they're not now, maybe they weren't. So um, I think we have eight, eight at least eight of the, the top nine football teams left. So it's not going to really shock me no matter what, but I do really think that. So the, what the Bucks do with that D line is, They are about creating pressure, but I think they do create it a lot just with the front four and Vitavea. you know, really they, they, they're able to really contain the run with just the front four. They don't have to really give much help. So that allows Carlton Davis and Wingfield and Murphy Bunning and, and all those guys in the secondary to play this team pretty straight up. I don't know. I mean, obviously it's very scary. There's a lot of weapons on the Rams team, so I'm not going to be absolutely um, floored if the Rams pull this one out, but I really think this is a good spot. We, I think we got the better team. We got the better quarterback. We have the more seasoned uh, playoff team at home. I just trust the bucks more. So I'm just going to go with the team that I trust more and I just do not trust this Rams team one bit. And (laughs) I think I think they're the I think they're the team that just they just look good and and every time you think that they're ready to turn that yeah. corner they they, they they just do something and I'm just expecting it again now they might prove me wrong they have they have all the names all the talent um, in the world McVeigh I think is a great coach but um, you know let's not forget that Tom Brady did beat McVeigh in a Super Bowl recently and you know. I'm pretty sure he's. I'm pretty sure he spent a lot of time studying McVeigh uh, philosophies and trends and and things like that. So, um,
5: I, I'll I'll close with this one, uh, Dave. If I am uh, McVeigh and the Rams front office, am I not spending like over last weekend after you get the win? Am I not calling the Saints and saying, "Yo, Dennis Allen"? what the heck did you do against Tom Brady? Because he can't get through the Saints. He cannot. Tom Brady, for whatever reason, gets crushed by the Saints. I know he won the playoff game last year. That was more about the Saints turning it over. But that defense basically owns Tom Brady. Is there anything that you've seen that the Saints have done that the Rams can employ? I know Lattimore's good against Evans. Maybe Ramsey can do the same. But for whatever reason, they rattled the heck out of Tom Brady.
6: Yeah, I'm not really sure why why that is um i'm not that deep into the x's and o's where i can um you know why why the saints have owned the match but i did go back and i looked at the schedule and i i basically looked and i'm like other than the saints i know ba- basically the bucks the bucks are pretty darn good this year i mean <laughs> they they had that they they weren't that good early they lost that game versus the rams but um and they had to slip up in there against you know washington but it's basically just the saints so. I, I really there's I don't really have an answer and I don't know, you know, that's just asking a lot to know which coaches have relationships with yeah. which other coaches to know, you know, if the Saints defensive coordinator has a relationship with McBay or or, you know, I, I, I don't really know that information, but. All right. Um, so I
5: I guess, Dave, if, if, you, if that's not your favorite game to fire on, you haven't been anything yet. I kind of unloaded on the chiefs at two and I'm having buyer's remorse is down to one and a half. Some places. Um, I, it just, I, listen, I get it. I know the bills can be awesome. I, I don't, I, I, you talk about trust who you trust more, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes or McDermott and, and Josh Allen.
6: Yeah. I mean, uh, just on what you said, that is my favorite game though. The bucks will be by far my biggest wager of the weekend. Oh! So, um, so that, that, that is my favorite game. This is probably the game I like the least. Oh. Um, I mean, it's the best from a football standpoint, but I just don't know. I I've been wanting to make the bills a thing for three years. <laughs> I mean, I've, I'm, I'm high on the bills. I mean, if you listen to anything I've, I've said or done, uh, last week, the bills were my number one play last week. Um, I said, fire alternate line, fire the I, game, I, fire minus Did you like minus you
5: 10 or something like that. Yeah.
6: I said minus 13 and a half. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah <laughs> I I loved the Bills last week and I love this Bills team. Um, And, you know, I just really want to fire on the Bills. And then I think, and I'm like, this is the Chiefs and we're getting less, we're laying less than a field goal. And it's very similar to this Bucks-Rams game. On one side, you have a home team with a quarterback you trust that's been there before, who's won with weapons- Um, that you trust and know with a coach that's been there before. And then on the other side, you have a quarterback that is good, but has a tendency to make big mistakes in big spots. Um, And are they ready to seize the crown yet? I mean, it is very similar, but I think Buffalo is maybe one year ahead of the Rams. I mean, last year they got to this spot and one thing last year, I really thought they could have beat the chiefs. They they got really conservative in the red zone. I think no. they kicked some field goals yeah. on on fourth and short. I don't think they make that mistake again. I really think this is this is where we're going to throw everything. We're going to throw the kitchen sink at this team. Um, Dable and McDermott. I mean, they've been thinking about this game for a year. Um, <clears throat> While the Chiefs have been sitting there thinking about the Bucs for a year. So I mean, I don't they they destroyed them last time they played. I mean, yeah. but that so I, I think this game really just comes down to it's not so much about the Bills for me. I know what the Bills are, or at least I think I know what the Bills are. I trust the Bills, I like the Bills, I have no problem with the Bills. To me, this just comes down to do you believe that this Chiefs team is back? Because if this Chiefs team is the team that we've watched for three years, then this number's too short at home oh, yeah. versus the Bills. But are they back? I mean, take, a, take a, a look at their schedule and really what games have they shown you that they're back? I mean, oh, okay. they, beat, no. they beat Pittsburgh a couple times. The, the second half of that Chargers game was really good, but the first half was bad. The mm-hmm. first half of the Steelers game, they really didn't even look good for the first two thirds of the first half. So now we're looking at the fact that they beat up on the Raiders a couple times, where a team that they know. Um, other than that, I mean, this this Chief team, like we want them to be back because they're fun and and everything. But I'm just not so sure that they're back. Like the only times that they've really looked good to me is against these NFC West teams. And against a Pittsburgh team that's just kind of trash. I mean, that's I, fair. I think we all pretty much think that, you know, if we were just if this was the BCS and we were assigning <laughs> playoff ty- teams, that we would have all let the Chargers, Ravens, Man. and Colts in ahead of the Steelers. So I mean, they beat the 11th best team basically in the AFC. So,
5: uh, uh, th- my only counter would be and my daughter's texting me here. Obviously, uh, my my only counter would be uh, David. Look at the bills. Okay. So they beat Mac Jones, a rookie twice. I know it's Belichick, but it's a rookie quarterback twice. For sure. They beat Zach Wilson at home. They beat Matt Ryan at home. They beat Cam Newton at home. They went to Tampa and lost. They were getting killed, came back, lost in overtime. And they got destroyed by the Colts and Carson Wentz. So like, I don't know. The last time they faced a good quarterback was Tom Brady and he annihilated them. Uh, I I just, I, I have questions about this bill's defense. Tredavious white. Like they haven't faced a quarterback who can take advantage of that since Brady and Brady killed him. I mean, they, they were winning that game. I think something like 27 to six or whatever it was. Um, I think Mahomes can have a lot of success in this one. No.
6: Well, I mean, even without Tredavious white PFF still ranks the bill secondary number one. So I hmm. uh, I mean, I'm not really sure, but But like you say, I mean, are they ranked number one because they faced Mac Jones three times and Zach Wilson once and Matt Ryan once and, you know, the ghost of Cam Newton once? (laughs) I I really, I'm really not sure. Um, I don't know why I have an irrational love for this Bills team. Um, I just, I think they're fun and I like them. I, I thought I was going to really love the bills and then the line came out and I started thinking about it and I started thinking, you know, why am I dismissing this chiefs team under a field goal? And now the pendulum is swung back. This is, this is a game that I, I truly believe they could play this game 10 times and it's going to pretty much come five, five. So yeah. I'm, I'm not as in love with this spot from a gambling perspective, from a football fan perspective, absolutely love it. It's yeah. I'm glad it's the last game. I like everything is an appetizer until until that. And then we get the you know, we get the main course and the yeah. dessert all in one. I mean this is the game we all want to see. Uh, but from a gambling perspective, yeah. I really think this is just a, a flat-out toss-up game, and Maybe some I'm really in-game? not sure. I'm I'm really not sure where more my money is going to go. If I was going to bet the Chiefs, though, in-game is really nice because this Chief team is very sleepy early, um, traditionally. Yeah. Um, so if you want to go that route, it's not typically a route I go. I'm I'm more of a, you know, choose my choose my weapon and 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 go. <laughs> and just stick to my guns but if you wanted to go that route that's fine um I'm just going to really make a decision on what Chiefs team I think is going to show up Buffalo is who they are to me so I'm not that worried about Buffalo it's just a matter of how much do I believe this Chiefs team is back and I'm not sure I think they're 2020 Chiefs um other than that second half against the Chargers and against some pretty poor teams, i i've seen i've seen too many sleepy Chiefs uh, minutes on the field. And this Bills team is relentless. I do think you don't you do you're not going to get that luxury to come back versus this team. I mean, if the Bills get out ten nothing or thirteen nothing, I mean, they might just paste you. Um, so I'm probably going to lean. Buffalo, but I'm not sure. I'm not ready to make it a commitment on this game yet. I'm ready to commit. I'm ready to commit on on the Bucks and um, also the Titans. Titans, right?
5: The one we didn't touch on is Niners-Packers, which is tough given the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, Uh, the shoulder injury, the hand. He's limited in practice. He's not really throwing. He's being cagey about whether or not he's going to start. I I cannot imagine them starting Trey Lance in this. But as soon as the Jimmy G stuff popped up, Dave, it was like, okay, uh, Tampa Bay's favored by six. And it's six everywhere, uh, is this a market you want to bet into, or are you bet you find sidestepping this one?
6: I'm just going to wait on this one. I need to see what happens. I don't trust Trey Lance at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not even sure I trust Jimmy G. I've, you know. I'll take my victory laps when I'm right and I'll take uh, and I'll take the L when I'm wrong. And I've been wrong on almost every Niners game. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot predict this team as soon as I think they're back and I bet them, they lose. And when I bet against them, they're the Niners team that Cowboys? we think they are. I had the Cowboys. Yeah, it so was, uh, it was my only loss of wildcard week. I went five and one, but I did have the Cowboys. Um, I'm not really sure. Honestly, what the the one thing that I do like about the Niners in this spot is that they have been really good versus the Packers the last few years. Yes, um, I think they lost this year, but I, it was it was by a down to the wire game, and I Late think field goal. I, yeah, I think the Niners. Eas- I think that was a toss up game; could have gone either way. Um, but I think they pretty much just dominated this Packer team for the last couple years. I know when they went to the Super Bowl two years ago, they they dismantled them in the, in the NFC championship game. So I do like Shanahan does seem to respond well in certain spots, as we saw with McVay. And, you know, maybe he's just knows how to play this Green Bay team. I mean, this Green Bay team is what they have been for the last several years. I mean, they've been in the NFC championship game the last two years. I don't think there's a ton of turnover on this team. So um this might just be that shanahan knows his opponent so i'm probably gonna lean towards the niners but i'm not gonna do anything until i find out if if trey lance plays or not i don't trust trey lance at all so i I, i'll probably be out if uh lance plays um
0: but i'm not really sure
5: Shanahan basically was like a big brother to Lafleur. Like, know, they know each other well, and it's almost like he taught him everything.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save
1: Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone. Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com slash Colin. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
7: The big take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: I I just want to wrap up with this. Where are you on LaFleur as a coach? Because I had somebody say to me, Jay, if you go and put LaFleur on Jacksonville this past year, how many games does he win? If you go put LaFleur on the Miami Dolphins, how many games does he win? And, And you start thinking about it and you're like, is it okay to say, I don't know if he's a good coach. Everybody wants to ball wash this guy. Oh gosh. 13 and three every year with Aaron Rogers. What what do you think?
6: I mean, I think it's unfair at this point to, to, you know, besmirch him, his name. I mean, he wasn't given those opportunities. He was given this one and he's yeah. done a good job Boy, he's done a good job with it. Um, I don't know how it would be with, with Jacksonville. I mean, some guys are good at rebuilding and some guys are, are good at, um, you know, taking what's there and, and making it better. I mean, this is a better version of green Bay than we've seen for the last several years. So he's done a, he's done a fine job there. Sure. I'm not a fan. I'm not a, I'm not a hater. He's just kind of a guy for me. Um, if I, you know, if I had a, a organization like the giants or the Jacksonville and he was available, I'd give him a shot. Oh, I yeah. mean, but, but it's not really fair to say that, you know, well, he's 13 and three and this guy went, you know, and, and Flores went, you know, seven yeah. and nine. And so that makes him a better coach. It's you know, we're not playing with, we're not playing with equal pieces. Right. I mean,
5: okay. how about this? Let I think if interested. you put
6: Flores, I think if you put Flores on the, on the Packers, that they would probably be pretty close to where they are right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
5: I mean, I, I didn't want to come off. Like, I, I don't like Lafleur. I just, I feel like he's getting artificially pumped up a bit like honestly i was out on course Zach course i think we crushed zach taylor right when we talked maybe last year like i mean come on the guy's a bum and now is zach taylor good now because joe burrow is throwing it all over the field and jamar chase is awesome
6: yeah i mean that probably wasn't with me I've, I've always thought zach taylor was a little better than people than people did oh. i liked a lot of what he does I, I i could see the makings of what this Bengals team was before um I do not like some of, there are some play calls that he's made um, some decisions that he's gone forward from, you know, like inside his own 25 early in the game <laughs> and spots where I thought were pretty bad, but I, you could kind of see what, what he was. Um, but he basically comes from the McVay tree and this McVay yeah. tree, which is, which is Zach Taylor and McVay and Brandon Staley. And like they're arrogant, they're young, they're gonna do it their way, and they don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I feel like he's like Zach Taylor's done a really good job. I mean, I'm 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 fine with the progress that he's made and and I mean who doesn't love, you know, Joey Burrow and uh, I, I, I I like this Cincinnati team. I mean, wow. I, I think it's I think it's unfortunate for me that they're playing in the Titans because I might, they might be a sexy underdog pick for me versus other teams, but I've, I've ridden the Tennessee bandwagon from preseason through the season when, you know, you and every other podcast I've been on hates the Titans. I've, (laughs) I've basically held the Titans flag for the entire year. And so it would be a weird spot for me to jump off now when they're getting healthy. So are you on the Titans this week? Well, that's the problem. Uh, Once
5: I saw it was at three, I said, Oh my gosh, I've got to take a bite of this. And now it's three and a half. And I, I mean, I'm pot committed to Tennessee here uh, and you know, what's going to happen. The one week I get on these guys, they're going to lose and the Bengals are going to win. So I hope I didn't jinx your team. And I have not liked the, it's, it's tough for me to even talk about this game, Dave, because the team they're going to put out there with Derek Henry and AJ Brown and Julio hasn't played together since like, I think like October. So I, I don't know what they're going to be. Are they going to be, is it going to be clunky a start for them? I mean, off the buy, I, I like watching the Bengals. I don't know if the defense can hold up. I don't trust Zach Taylor. Vrabel's a great coach. So I, it is a tough one. I don't
6: know. Yeah. I, I'm, this is the Titans team that I touted all year. And and every time that the Titans looked bad, you know, they lose to the jets, they lost to the Texans. You know, I, my mentions would just blow up, you know, with, with, oh, see, I, this is the Titans team. And it's like, well, that wasn't the Titans team that I, that I hyped all year. This yeah. is the Titans team I've hyped all year. So Um, Yeah, there's there's a lot of rust potential. I think the the range of outcomes here is is pretty wide. Um, But I mean, if Henry is in good shape, you know, they do have they do have a foreman to take, you know, to basically beat down on on the the defensive line. Uh, If Henry needs a blow, uh, this foreman is kind of like a a poor man's Henry. Yeah. Um, so I think they can just pound it. And I love the play action. you know, maybe Julio may be able to get through 60 minutes of football without, you know, <laughs> pulling a toenail. Time. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think we all love AJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, tr- I trust, I trust Tannehill enough. Um, I love, I, I, I love what Cincinnati's building there though. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a tough pick, but. I really think this this Titans team at home. This is hard nosed. This is playoff football, and um, I, I actually have a little Titans to uh, win the AFC at three to one. So um, that I just got. So uh, yeah. I'm hoping that the Chiefs Bills kind of beat each other up, and the Titans can get out relatively unscathed. And uh, the Titans have beaten both of those other teams this year already. So yeah. there there won't be a lack of confidence on uh, the titan squad so i,
0: I, I know I guess, that yeah
6: Go ahead. i know that the, i know the public wants to see either chiefs or bills versus yes. versus rogers and they're going to be very disappointed if it's tom brady versus ryan tannyhill but uh, uh that's, that's, that's kind of what ask. i'm predicting so <laughs> all
5: right so what do you think the price is if the titans advance to face the chiefs they will be hosting either chiefs or bills because i would assume casey or buffalo will both be favored on the road right
6: yeah they'll both be favored for sure um, I think it does come down to a little bit about how the teams look. I mean, just like the Rams, I mean, that was a point and a half off of where I thought it was going to open. Um, but I think earlier in the year when the bills played the Titans, if I remember correctly, it was a Monday night game. Oh yeah. And it was in Tennessee and the bills were laying five and a half. I think I'm not a hundred percent, but I remember I was at the world series of poker Everybody had bets on that game. I had Titans, and I, I'm pretty sure that's that was the number. Yep. So if they were five and a half back then, I'm gonna say that it's probably gonna be five and a half or six oh, No, No, I don't. Come on, you really? You, I mean, I, I remember our, that
5: game. Josh Allen slipped on like the three yard line, going yeah, into the yeah, yeah, winning yeah, touchdown.
4: But so, Tennessee so, also
5: came back in. If memory serves, Buffalo. Let's see. I think Buffalo led. Yeah, they led. Um, 3124 starting the fourth quarter.
6: Well, let me ask you this. Are you are you playing the Titans if it's four versus either of those teams?
5: Um, I, I, if it's the Chiefs, I'm taking the Chiefs at the points. Of I know they it, killed yeah, them you the are. first time. Uh, and, and what do you Buffalo, think the public's to gonna at. do? I, maybe, I mean, may- if Tennessee's fully healthy with Henry and AJ Brown, I think they'll probably beat Buffalo.
6: Um, maybe maybe I, five, I think- maybe five and a half is too much, maybe four and a half. I I don't think it gets under four. Uh, you're, so you're you're, put, you're taking Tennessee either way. No, I'm. I'm look, I don't want to commit. I'm not. A, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to commit at this point. But uh, I do. I, I'm. I'm highly. It's highly probable that I'll that I'll right. be on Tennessee. But I want to see how this team looks. I'm not. I'm not totally committed to to the Titans. Uh, I was committed for them in the pre in this during the season. Uh, I just recently made the AFC bet only because I thought it was a pretty good price. Uh, I bet it before wild card week. Um, And actually I probably, you can probably get a little bit more now. I think that was under the assumption that maybe there might, you might've lost the chiefs or the bills in an upset. And so maybe the Titans path was a little easier or something like that. But uh, you know, at home, I want to see what this team looks like. I want to see what this full unit looks like. I mean, if the, if the Bengals just give them the game and they don't really look that good, I mean, it's really tough to bet against the chiefs and the bills. So, yeah. um, I'm not, I'm not committing, I'm not committing there. I'm just, I know I'm going to play the Titans this week. I know I'm going to play the bucks this week and, um, we'll see. So, I mean, my super bowl pick right now is Titans bucks, but only because mm. I feel more confident about them having the being in the next round than I do any of the other teams. So, you know, I, 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 uh, I guess I could a-
5: close with this, Dave. Um, I don't know if you ever do that thing where you just, you know, if you're kind of undecided, you're like, what do I, you just ask some friends who are just casual fans, they just are football fans, they're not big gamblers, who do you like, and then you say the spread, and then their answer is kind of telling, and Dave, I swear, if I've asked eight or nine, I think seven of them, seven of these guys are on the box, I don't know anyone taking the Rams here. Now again, that doesn't. I'm not saying that that means anything. But do you ever do that where you ask people like, hey, "Who are you on? your friends who may not be heavy gamblers, who are just sports fans?"
6: Well, most of my friends are sports fans and knowledgeable sports fans and gamblers as well. But um, you know, I, I use I use the great Twitterverse as uh, my, <laughs> my 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 uh, my spot to, to kind of gauge the pulse. And you know, sometimes I send out tweets that are are just more for effect and engagement more than, you know, anything, you know, like I sent out a tweet about, you know, pumping up the Titans. And I said before this game, you know, during the Rams game, you know, can't wait to see what the hang on this. I love the Bucks because I just want to see what people, how people respond and I want to, and it gives me a good indication of, you know, when I get all the mentions of, you know, no way the Rams are going to win this game outright. And, uh, really that you think the bucks are favored in this game? You know, how are they favored? (laughs) You know, things like that. It just, it gives me, and I, it gives me a sense of where, so I do do it in a different context than you do it as though, but yes, obviously we want to, um, we all get in our own echo chambers though. So, um, you know, be careful about, you know, your six or seven friends, are not there. It's still an echo chamber that probably listens to the same things that you listen to. They read the same things you read. They talk to similar people that you do. They follow the same people on Twitter that you do. Um, they watch the same, you know, Fox sports shows that you do. Um, yeah. It's, it's, so- weird though. I, let,
5: let me quickly jump in. I don't, I, I would say like four of the, four of the guys that I text with about games are not on Twitter at all. I know that sounds crazy. Yeah. They, I mean, these are sports fans, but they have like jobs, like office jobs, and they're not sitting on Twitter. I don't even know if they have Twitter accounts. Maybe they set one up, but they're not on there. Um, I don't know. Pe- yeah,
6: people, I, people have
5: office jobs? <laughs> yeah. Know, right. <laughs> All right. David Baker, poker star, gambler supreme. Uh, we're going head-to-head on Bucks Rams. I don't feel great uh, since I've got the inferior quarterback, but uh, enjoy the rest of your stay in uh, Cabo, and uh, good luck on gambling this weekend.
6: Thanks. Good luck to you on all except the Rams. And I've enjoyed watching you on the, uh, on the Fox shows and, and things. Uh, you're doing some great work. And, uh, you know, anytime you text and, and want to chat with me about NFL football, I'm, I'm always down. Um, I like listening to your podcast. And uh, I love your views and, and your style and everything. So thanks wow. for having me on. Extra and, nice uh, today. <laughs> yeah. All right, so dude, thanks, thanks for lot, having man. me on. And we'll talk soon.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere.
2: Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C.,